Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode number eight of the Forever Strength Podcast. Uh, Andrew Coates here with Bailey Lau. And we're going to talk to you guys today about some training considerations around pain and injuries. So this was, Bailey put up a few questions on her Instagram, and this is one of the things that someone had asked. So we thought, hey, this is actually, at first, it seemed like a tough topic to talk about, but then we got into it and said, hey, there's a lot that we can do here. So Bailey, what do you think are some of the most important answers for someone who is struggling, uh, experiencing pain, discomfort, or injury while they're training? I think the first thing would be to figure out what's causing pain. You know, half the time they come and they're like, oh, this, my shoulder hurts. And I ask, okay, well, what movements bother you? Maybe we'll try to work around it. And they say, I don't know. Um, So figuring out what the issue is. um, And if it's diagnosed with like a physiotherapist or or a physician or anything, that's a really important part. Um, Or if it's not diagnosed, um, and how long it's been going on. So yeah, just paying attention to how, how it's affecting you, if it's specific movements, or if it's um, maybe overuse issues because of your job. And we as trainers, we're not going to diagnose uh, what is actually (laughs) why I have at least two great physical therapists locally that I refer people to. Uh, We have a great uh, athletic therapy clinic that you used to go to. Um, North Star at Evolve South, who've done really good stuff with some clients that I've worked with in the past as well. And if you have these kind of professionals in, you know, if you're a, if you're a trainer, a coach, having great people to refer business to, a lot of people will tell you to have these kind of relationships to create referrals for you. That's awesome. But I look at the professionals that I refer out to as kind of part of the service that I offer, because there are certain things that I'm not qualified to do. I'm not qualified to diagnose or to treat pain and injury. But what can we do and what can the person do um, so that way they don't have to just say, hey, don't you got to go see a physio. You can't work out. Yeah. I mean, if the problems in your foot, you don't have to avoid all upper body exercises Um, and you don't actually have to avoid all lower body exercises either. It's sort of finding that balance of um, what causes pain and discomfort um, that you shouldn't be working through because it's going to cause more of an issue and um, finding movements that are comfortable for you to still continue working on your goals in the gym. <clears throat> we talked a little off air about all of the mental health, emotional health, physical health benefits of exercise. And to shut that all down because there's a localized injury robs you of all those other benefits. So it's actually really important that you find what works for you. I'll actually give an example. So uh, one of my clients had torn his bicep playing flag football. And it was a surgical tear. And so he was a bit worried about it. I said, hey, I've dealt with this sort of thing before. We can do a ton of things. Here's a program. And I wrote it up right away that allowed him to do all his lower body training. So obviously he can't grip a barbell or dumbbells to do a barbell Romanian deadlift or bilateral Romanian or a trap bar deadlift. So what do we do? A, a safety bar good morning, which allowed him to load a similar pattern to a Romanian. And like some of the other things that he couldn't hold on to or grip with his arm. Again, that safety bar worked really well, or we could do a single leg Romanian deadlift, but he just holds the weight 
even though he can alternate with legs, he holds the weight in the same hand. There's no downside to that. So he created a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff that he was able to do. And then there's actually some really cool research on how if you have an immobilized limb, let's say a broken forearm, torn bicep, goblin, busted leg, you'd think that training the strong side would leave you with one big jacked limb and one shriveled up limb. And that's not actually what happens. There's a, a cool neurological effect that if you strength train with the good limb, it actually helps preserve the muscle mass and the strength of the injured limb. And once you're back to being able to use that limb again, it'll back quite quickly anyway. So it's actually really beneficial to keep doing what you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. No need to avoid things altogether. Kind of just boils down to, are you using it as an excuse to not go to the gym? Mm-hmm. Um, is it an actual can't go to the gym or is it something that you can work around and us as trainers like you know that's part of our job sometimes people show up and right before their session they tell me you know I can't grip something with my right hand and I'm like okay we'll figure it out like no big deal um but they showed up right so they weren't using it as an excuse so they they still want to see that um progress in the gym but it's something that trainers like it's part of our job we need to work around it and everything, every kind of pain is not, okay, there's a serious injury here that has to be sent out to a physical therapist. It can sometimes be as simple as looking at what's going on in someone's movement, making a few little adjustments. I mean, we'll, we'll talk us in a second. I want to get your thoughts on like kinesiophobic language. And sometimes people use a lot of language that creates fear around movement. You want to be careful with that. But I can't count the number of people who, okay, doing a, a squat or a split squat or a lunge version irritated their knee. They felt pain, discomfort in the front of the knee. That doesn't mean, Hey, we have to send you to the orthopedic surgeon. It means let's see if we can shift the way you're loading your foot, maybe more into your heel versus being really up on the ball of your foot. And nine times out of 10, boom, discomfort gone. So oftentimes it's just a simple, let's say you got someone who's dealing with some front shoulder discomfort while they bench press or doing a row. And we find that it's just the movement of the shoulder blade. You get that person to groove the shoulder blade. Maybe they tuck into a neutral grip position for pressing movements. All of a sudden, boom, shoulder pain gone. Like Doing this as long as you and I both have, we've seen this tons. So usually there's a workaround that if the form is cleaned up to whatever maybe have not been working well for the person, we often get around that pain anyway. Now, obviously, if there's a real serious ongoing injury and pain, we still want to get an outside opinion, someone who's an expert to see what's going on. So uh, your thoughts on the care around using language uh, with clients about movement? I mean, you don't want to use language that's just going to confuse them because then they're frustrated that they're in pain. They don't want to come to the gym. And then they're frustrated because they don't know what you're talking about. And then it sort of makes them feel not so smart. Um, So obviously using plain language is a really good idea. but you don't want to demonize, I guess, um, injuries or specific movements or, you know, oh, deadlifts are bad for you. You can never do them again, which is a common theme with family doctors. Um, picking things off the ground, picking things up off the ground is a daily movement. If you want to be functional in your day-to-day life, deadlifting is a good idea. If it's uncomfortable for a certain period of time, you need to clean things up, make sure that you're moving properly to get back to it. That's fine. But when they say you're never going to do this again in your life, I don't know how many times, like I play soccer 
doctors have told um, some of my teammates after ACL surgery, oh, you'll never play again. And then, you know, so long as they follow their physiotherapist recommendations, they're going through the whole um, uh, process of recovering, they get right back to soccer. Hmm. So it's, it's not a good idea to scare them into thinking, oh, this is your problem for the rest of your life. So I think, I think that's where um, the language is really important. You need to um, under, make them understand what's going on, educate them to within your scope of practice, but also not act like it's the end of the world and that they're, you know, they're done for and there's no point, right? Absolutely. I don't want to <clears throat> that talks about dysfunction or people being broken or anything being wrong with them. Even when clients start around and say to me, oh, I was doing it wrong. I usually politely kind of say, oh, hey, you know, most people aren't doing anything wrong. They're just ways that we can optimize form. And I'm very conscientious about the language that I use when it comes to clients. Uh, I had this conversation with Megan Calloway on an episode of um, Live Free and Diet Hard, my main podcast, my first podcast. And so if anybody wants to get into that, go listen to it. Uh, I was going to tell a quick story. Uh, a very good friend of mine, he's been athletic his whole life. He actually played professional football. He recently was doing jujitsu and just an innocuous ankle lock. All of a sudden, you know, pain was lingering ongoing. And after a while, something was really wrong. So he went to the hospital and they diagnosed him with uh, compartment syndrome. And I mean, that's some scary stuff. And so obviously he had to have surgery to uh, they literally cut the muscle fascia to relieve the, the pressure in there. And I mean, there was a point where he was 50, 50 could have lost his leg anyway. So he recovered quickly. I think his history of being so athletic and active um, made him kind of an outlier in a good way in terms of recovery, but you know, he was pretty stoic about it and he was even making jokes. Well, if he lost his leg, he's going to be playing uh, murder ball, which is like wheelchair basketball, right? <laughs> not, not a care in the world about it. And, and thankfully everything was fine, but he's got this huge scar on his leg where he, you know, he was sliced open and he'll always have it. And he was back in the gym working out, doing what he could as quickly as he possibly could. Right. And he was not concerned about this sort of thing. And no, nobody was going to tell him that he couldn't do any of this sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I was going to say one of the important things that we kind of skipped over there as you're telling that story, that's pretty important is um, if you're having pain, don't just assume it's going to go away. Right. If, um, if, you know, you move wrong and then the next day it's not feeling so good and then it goes away, no big deal. No reason to freak out. Um, if you're having pain doing regular day-to-day -day movements for three weeks straight, you should probably go and see someone. It's really easy to, oh, it, it'll go away. This has happened before. And then, you know, it, something that could have been caught a little bit sooner and you could have recovered from faster. Um, it turns into an actual injury because you kept using it the way that it wasn't meant to be used or wasn't, uh, wasn't used properly. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I like having skilled physical therapists and I have a bias towards working with physical therapists who have a background in or an understanding of strength and conditioning. I tend to bias that way because they tend to be really good. You've talked before about like students coming out of, uh, you know, a kinesiology degree, a program like that. They're the ones that work out and really understand the ins and outs. And then there are people who are just doing this program who don't even work out and don't seem to appreciate most of the fundamentals of lifting weights. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you can come out of any program uh, to be a personal trainer and if you don't work out, how are you supposed to apply this to other people when you haven't, you know, experimented and applied it to yourself? Um, yep. And that's, that's, so that's a major kind of important too. <laughs> yeah. That's a major qualification for me to refer business out to physical therapists, athletic therapists, et cetera, allied healthcare professionals, but it's good to have those resources. Um, any parting thoughts? Nope, I don't think so. I think we covered this one really well. Um, basic lesson here, don't find a reason not to be active. There's usually workarounds. There's probably a ton of stuff you can do. There's a massive array of benefits you don't want to miss out on. And seek you know, professional help to address it as best as you can so you're back to 100%. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll have a new episode for you next week. And uh, we'll see you soon.